it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. the rock chalk talk podcast we finally made it this is our final segment that is reviewing the 2007 kansas football season with uh, mike david grad and myself uh we kind of wrap up by talking about the orange bowl game everything that we remember from that um and then kind of tidy it all up into a nice uh conversation about what we're looking forward to coming up so enjoy the rest of this Conversation. But so turning turning to the game itself now, I mean, did, did anyone have any, obviously, other than the Aqib Tlaib uh, pick six and, you know, those those sorts of highlights there, and, of course, the iconic photo of them lifting up the bowl of oranges at the end. Uh, I think those those are the two biggest things that I remember. Did, does, does anyone else have any kind of big memories or uh, plays or anything that, that, that jumps out to them? I felt like Dion. Yeah, <laughs> the fake punt was huge. Um, it, it, it honestly, if if you want to boil it down to one thing, it was probably special teams. I mean, obviously the oh no doubt the pick six, field goal fake punt, yeah, pick six. Yeah, I mean the 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 fake punt where you know it, we lined up in a punt formation and just for some reason no one covered our gunner. <laughs> and I remember they lined up and it was, it was right in front of where I was sitting. I'm like, uh. No one's on our guy. Like there's nobody there, and and luckily, um, you know, Tucker found him and just threw him the ball. But um, you know, there was that. Uh, Mortensen blocked a field goal, and I, I believe the field goal he blocked would have, I think, it would have tied the game. Yes, uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think we were up 17-14 at that point, and you know, we were kind of losing momentum, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they scored 17 unanswered points, they tied it up. I mean, that that was huge. Well, that was a chip shot field goal too. It's not like it was a fifty-five yarder. That was a close. That was a yeah, close yeah, field goal. 
it was definitely a makeable kick. And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, the whole, the whole Beamer ball, you know, with Frank Beamer and Virginia Tech was, you know, they're, they're going to win with defense and special teams, but, you know, our, our special teams were, were huge for us that day. And it was definitely a big X factor. And it's just, it's crazy to think about how, you know, our offense obviously had some, had some nice plays, but, you know, it, it, the game kind of lived up to its billing. Virginia Tech had a really freaking good defense. They held our offense in check. I mean, seven of our points came from a pick six. Um, and another drive we scored on was largely aided by, you know, the fake punt where we, you know, I'm pretty sure not only we converted, but I think we got like 30, 40 yards out of it um, that, that set up a score. So, I mean, it was it was definitely the that fake punt blocking the field goal. And it, it just kind of showed you too, though. I mean, when you – when you outdo a team like Virginia Tech in, you know, in special teams and kind of making all the, the little plays and, and things like that, I mean, that's kind of what Virginia Tech was known for. You know, I think it kind of it validated how well-rounded that team really was. You know, the offense did enough. The defense made some huge plays. The defense, you know, big six. Special teams made some plays. You know, really all three, you know, facets of the game recovered for us and, and beating a really good opponent. Yeah, I think uh, in retrospect, as as some of the nuances of the season sort of get lost in, in people's memories, I, I think a lot of people think of that 07 KU team as you know one of those, you know, like a Texas Tech type of team that was offense-oriented and just put up video game numbers and, and dominated teams that way. Um, but really, they you know, they did that in the four non-conference games. They did it to, you know, to... Nebraska, obviously, and then Iowa State and Baylor. Um, but their their toughest games against the, the the best teams that they played were really, um, you know, close. And Missouri wasn't a real low scoring game, but it wasn't a shootout either. Um, you know, they the defense could could uh, get into gear and and play extremely well at times. And uh, you know, like you said, special teams uh, was a huge part of the the victory over Virginia Tech. So really really was a well-rounded team. Uh, I think sometimes the defense doesn't get enough credit because too much of it goes to that offense and, and Reesing and Briscoe and, and Sharp and, and some of the numbers they were able to put up against, you know, probably the weaker half of the schedule. Well, not not even just the defense. I mean, the, the special teams as a whole. I mean, we had a good kicker. We had a good punter. And um, didn't Marcus Herford lead the nation in kickoff return average that year? He did. I, mean, I, never, he, uh, I, I think that had to have been so much coaching because, I mean, Herford was not an incredible athlete. I mean, he couldn't really even get onto the field as a wide receiver. I, I never really understood how he was effective, as effective as he was as a kick returner. But, yeah, I think yeah, I think he did lead the, the nation. I, I think a lot of that came down to, uh, to, to coaching and, and game planning. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's just another another testament, though, you know, showing how, and really, you know, not to be Debbie Downer, but, you know, it just kind of illustrates, you know, kind of so many of the problems that KU has had, um, you know, over the last several years where, you know, there's issues on offense and defense. But, I mean, you know, if you want to be a good team, you at least take care of special teams. And, you know, over the past few years, our special teams have been pretty much almost the worst in the nation. I mean, if not the worst, really close yeah. to the worst. And, yeah. I mean, it just go, it goes to show you when you have a staff and that knows what they're doing and, and a good, a decent amount of talent, they know kind of how to use that 
you know, from a, you know, scheming and just putting people in positions to succeed. I mean, that the Orange Bowl team is just, it's just a great example of that, you know, good offense, good defense, you know, special teams were good as well. And I mean, they really just had everything covered. And and actually Tucker had a pretty bad year punting that year. He only averaged about 38 yards a punt. Um, but then, so Mark Mangino started throwing Kerry Meyer back then, back there, uh, at least a couple times a game, just to basically just to I think scare the hell out of the uh, out of the punt coverage team on the other side, knowing that you know they they have an actual experienced quarterback there lining up in punt formation. I think Kerry Meyer only averaged about 32 or so yards a, a punt, and he only punted it four or five times all year. But he was such an effective decoy um, that I think it kept the uh, you know the the, the punt. Uh, Return coverage team, honest. Uh, you know, I, 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 that that was really an incredible coaching staff that Mangino had put together. Unfortunately, that after that year, it really started to to, to fall apart. But um, I, I, I think they got the absolute most that they could have gotten out of that collection of players. Not to take anything away from the players because they were talented, but you know, it's not like the half that team went on to the NFL or anything. I, I think the coaching staff just did an absolutely incredible job with those guys. Well, right, and kind of to that point, I don't think that that, that, that team had, right, a lot of, you know, high-level NFL talent. Obviously, that, that secondary kind of being the exception. But, um, you know, they had a lot of good, high-quality, big 12-caliber players on all facets of the game. So I think that definitely kind of helped. So, all right. Anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap up for the evening? Uh, I, I want this year to be a lot more like 2007. Agreed. <laughs> it's been 10 years. I think that's about time for the cycle to come back and us to be good again. Right. So yeah, that, that's it's, all. It's, it's interesting. The, it's 12 and one. What's interesting to me, you know, looking back on it, and I, you know, I kind of thought about this, you know, in preparation for our, for our talk is, you know, you look back on it and there's, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of positives, obviously. I mean, it was a great year. It was a lot of fun. The team obviously, you know, lost some key guys and, you know, wasn't as good next year, but, you know, still won eight games, you know, had the, the big win over Missouri, you know, was still pretty good you know, kind of got bit by the injury bug, especially on defense, and, you know, that may have cost them. I mean, you know, lost to Nebraska and South Florida and, and, and some, you know, really giant shootout-type games, you know, games that probably could have gone either way. And all of a sudden, you know, they're a 10-win team and, you know, it looks a little better. But, you know, it, it, the, the other thing, too, to think about is it, it's really a missed opportunity that we didn't capitalize more on that season. I mean – if you think about it, the, the the guys that we would have immediately recruited right after winning the Orange Bowl were the guys that were winning two and three games a year under Turner Gill. I mean, and, and, and while Turner Gill was not good, <laughs> to put things mildly, I mean, God, if you even if you gave Turner Gill the 2007 roster, I mean, I guarantee he'd still probably find a way to win eight or nine games with, with that collection of players. I mean, it would have been a special year, but, I mean, they would have gone to a bowl and had a good year. I mean, talent is talent. Um, so it, it's interesting to me, you know, kind of looking back on things in retrospect that, you know, great, great season. I mean, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. It was my senior year of college. It was, it was great. But, 
you know, at the same time, it, it's also just a little bit bittersweet for me that, you know, the program wasn't able to really kind of, you know, use it as a building block to, to find a little bit more consistency. And, you know, here we are several years later and we suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and leave it at that then. I mean, you know, we've spent, spent uh, a, a lot longer than I thought we would kind of going over pretty much every aspect of that, of that uh, season there. So appreciate you guys joining me tonight. Um, you know, for, for those that are listening, obviously this is kind of a, a break from our uh, break for the season finale. Um, we are going to go ahead as, as I kind of said in the, uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one's going to get posted first, but I also kind of said this at the end of the uh, podcast with CDOT that, um, you know, we are going to get back here pretty quickly in August, probably the second or third week um, with, with a bunch of previews looking at the upcoming season. Hopefully we can kind of come up with some sort of uh, optimistic take here and, and, and can actually be looking forward to something going on for this football season coming up. But uh, once, once again, thanks, thanks for listening and thank you guys for, for joining me tonight and we will, uh, Catch you next time on the Rock Chalk Talk podcast. And that'll do it. Uh, that's the end of our conversation. We do have some other episodes coming to you. I have an interview with uh, Carrington Harrison uh, that will be coming out tomorrow. Um, Mike has been doing some interviews with some players and, and uh, some Bob Bob Davis and Jake Sharp, and we're trying to get uh, Brandon Anderson as well. Um, if we can get all of those done, those will be coming to you either later today on Thursday or tomorrow on Friday. So we will we will definitely have a lot more audio content for you. There's a lot more content on the site related to this 2007 football season. Maybe if we can find some time, we might even squeeze some some, uh, some stuff in about the basketball season as well that, that followed this one because obviously we all know how well that, that turned out as well. So but plenty more content coming for you in this little half season between our, our, our two seasons. So make sure you join us for those. And uh, once again, thanks. Thanks for listening to the rock chalk talk podcast. Sports social podcast network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.